0: Hello everyone, my name is Dee, and you are listening to Teaching Journey Podcast, Connecting Through Early Education, Episode 2. And yes, we have some dancing music. <laughs> on this episode, I sat down with Rosanna Martin, who is from Argentina. She has led the center's Reconciliation Action Plan for years, and have supported educators and her communities on their practices with embedding Abortion perspective with the children. It is a commitment in learning the truth around Australian history, unpacking her own cultural competence and reaching out to resources, as well as her continuous honest self-reflection is truly inspiring. Rosanna gave an insight on why and the importance to do so now, especially in early childhood. The struggles she has and the uncomfortable truth in working with people. She also shared resources that has helped her through this journey. Rosanna and I reflected after the recording about our fears and anxiety around this topic to bear it all in discussion. We wondered if we were the right people to be talking about ways to embed Aboriginal perspective, especially so as both Rosie and I are not born and raised in Australia. And yet we feel so strongly on the importance of educating children of their cultural and heritage of Australia's First Nation to our very best capabilities as an early childhood teacher. We understand that there are still gaps in our knowledge But we want to inspire others who are in similar cultural position and have fears and worries or even question if they have knowledge to incorporate Aboriginal perspective into their classroom. We spoke about the choice of words that we have used in this recording and, you know, if putting it out there into discussion in the world might offend particularly to our First Nation community. We hope that our mistakes and growth is able to start conversations and reflections of, as we passionately believe are highly important elements towards the journey of reconciliation. So if there is a perspective that we have not considered, or the choice of words that we have used that is offensive, or perhaps the knowledge that we have shared that is incorrect, please share your thoughts in the comments below in whichever platform you are listening to. We want to hear them all, according to the protocols in the possum skin pedagogy, that we are learners who need to constantly take the position of an active and respectful listener. We want to continually learn, we want to continually grow, and we hope that this episode will inspire others in working towards unpacking their own cultural competencies, understanding the truth and impact of Australian history's to the First Nations community and most importantly, as teachers, to respectfully embed abortion perspective in their everyday classroom. So thank you for listening. Here is episode 2 with Rosanna Martin. start with acknowledging the country um, and we are recording on the Wurundjeri land and we would like to pay our respect to the Elders both past and present of the Kuli Nation and extend that respect to other indigenous Australians presence Um, and I'm sitting here today with the very famous Rosanna Martin in a beautiful humble Victorian home Um, and for those who listened in episode 1 with Victoria Kennedy at the end of the recording Vicky and I were raving about Rosie who I bet you, Rosie your ears were burning then but welcome Rosanna. thank you so much for being here on our second episode of our teaching journey podcast
1: yeah thank you Lee I'm so grateful to be here uh, having this you know talk to you and um, yeah hopefully uh, we can share our journey with others and um, yeah and, and be positive for other people to hear our challenges um, yeah. because we we don't have to and un- un- um the challenges that are, are faced in our teaching journey and uh, sometimes yeah. those are the things that make us grow yeah so um it's very easy for us to talk about all the achievements or the things that mm. uh goes uh well but mm. it's, sometimes it's difficult for us to embrace the challenges and the mistakes that we make but um yeah like Vicky said on the other episode uh, those are the things that mm. makes you grow as a teacher um you know, reflecting on the, on the challenges. So, yeah, yeah we, we probably will focus more on the challenges than the achievements. Oh, so good, yeah, goes. but, you
0: know, I guess it's really important because, you know, when we talk about challenges, like you said, like, you know, people don't really talk about it, but in our sector, it's so small, and, you know, we need to be able to share because we learn from others, um, you know, um, so that we can grow better, and at the end of the day, it's for the children and for the community that we're trying to support. Um, So Vicky and I spoke a little bit, a little bit, Mm -hmm. (laughs) about how amazing and highly inspired we are with you Um, uh, because, you know, a lot of the conversation was led um, uh, around, you know, uh, the things and the work that you've done to lead the Centre's Reconciliation Action Plan. Um, And I think when I say this, speaking for Victoria as well, it was really your ability to reflect upon your own cultural identity. To understand a culture that you're not familiar with um, because you don't grow up in Australia. Um, but more so importantly, it's your ability to take such an active drive to a constant journey of working towards your own research and applying your knowledge of Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander perspective into your everyday practice. Um, and I've seen you work in practice, you know, you do a lot of constant pauses, constant reflection, just on your own practices. Um, and, you know, the ways that you can apply a broad general perspective in your curriculum. Um, and so um, I'm so grateful to be able to, um, you know, observe that. And, you know, we spoke a little bit about challenges as well, but I've seen you hit by challenges and roadblocks, you know, especially when working with other educators in this journey. Um, but one thing that I, you know, find you inspiring is that you just take that opportunity to reflect on yourself um, and you work towards a different approach in sharing the knowledge to others. And I think that's really, really special. Um, but before we go into the journey of rap, and talk about, you know, let's talk about your cultural identity. You know, what's your background, and you know, when did you arrive in Australia? Yes, um,
1: for those who uh, don't know me, um, I'm, I grew up in Argentina, South America, where I studied my kindergarten uh, degree, and then I moved to Canada, I didn't uh, speak English when I moved to Canada, so I had to learn english and then I wanted to challenge uh, myself and I did the early childhood um, degree in Canada uh, so made me to, to see what other um, pedagogies and um, you know learning to um what other cultures were doing and so that was really challenging and rewarding and I got to work with um early childhood uh, communities, uh, family housing and teaching arts with um, families uh, with English as a second language. Mm. and um, I, th- I think that really um, opened my um, career opportunities and, and thinking about um, the being empathetic to um, mm. families uh, how um, you know how children feel in different um, mm. environments. And not taking for granted all the things that we have so um, it's very important to put um, ourselves into uh, what our children are feeling and what other families are mm-hmm. feeling before um, you know challenging or, or before making um, assumptions so yeah. that really um, that that's sort of like something I did long long time ago mm-hmm. um, and 15 years ago I moved to Australia and um, I had been working in in um, Childcare settings and kindergarten, um, staying along kindergartens uh, in different centers, mm-hmm. and so um, I think working in different places really opened um, my, you know, uh, ways of thinking and way mm-hmm. of um, uh, shaping my professional journey. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't get to work in one place, so I think that's uh, sort mm-hmm. of like I took all the positive things that I learn in each place um, mm-hmm. and the challenges that I had on those ways also mm-hmm. uh, helped me to grow as mm-hmm. a teacher mm-hmm. and um, for me, it's like you said, it's very important to reflect on mm-hmm. my own practice mm-hmm. and um, yeah, thinking about, okay, what went well, when, what things didn't go yeah. the way I planned it, um, yeah. having an intention is very important for me, yeah. intentional teaching is obviously something that we learn at mm-hmm. school. But it's it's so so important to have Mm -hmm. an intention and a vision of what we want to um, Mm -hmm. achieve, and um, yeah, and reflecting on the things that perhaps didn't go the way that we wanted to um, do, and um,
0: yeah, and you know, just thinking a little bit about you know when you were teaching or towards you know your degree in Canada, was there anything uh, around? you know aboriginal perspectives and understanding the the heritage of culture um, in certain countries was that something that it kind of begun or was that something perhaps we go back into your childhood that recognition of you know the land and the country and the people that we live with
1: Hmm. well it's it's a little bit of both because in argentina we do have uh, first nation people that are Mm -hmm. not recognized and that suffer so similar to other countries in Australia mm-hmm. suffered the same injustices that are happening today and so that sort of like made me think um, same in Canada and when I did my degree in Canada also I did my degree uh, with an anti-bias approach mm-hmm. and uh, back then I didn't know what anti-bias meant mm-hmm. so that really um, sort of like shaped my thinking um, because uh, I think it's something that um, as a student Sometimes when we are, you know, learning a new subject, and um, for this particular degree, the focus was anti-bias, so we always have to um, include an anti-bias approach mm. in, in each perspective. Yeah, sometimes okay. the students is like, oh, you know, we felt like sometimes it's sort of like overdoing it. Yeah. Uh, what's the purpose so it's like for everything? Mm. And it makes, but then when I finished my degree, I realized how important it was mm. because um, it's sort of like it got in me thinking when I went to work, okay, where's the antivirus approach? In this? Yes. So And I think that really shaped my thinking. Right. Um, sometimes when you take a course in university, mm. uh, you think, oh, it's too much theory, or mm-hmm. you know, we sort of like, a, what's the purpose of this? And we don't realize how important it is to go deeply into the theory. So yeah. then when you go to work, you have that background. And yeah. um, you can make the mistakes, but you have the reason why, yeah. Do you think it's important? Yeah. Uh, so that really shaped my thinking in the anti-bias approach. Mm-hmm. And when I, I came to Australia, I sort of like a, uh, and in my last job, when I did my uh, reconciliation action plan, mm-hmm. and the centre was already doing, um, mm-hmm. you know, some things. They were doing an acknowledgement of country in the kinder, mm-hmm. uh, and they were doing younging circles. Mm-hmm. So and I didn't know what acknowledgement of country was. Mm-hmm. So and I i remember um finding this um i think i was with you that we found this um framed aboriginal flag mm. that was in the you know where we have all the resources mm. and when i look at it it's like oh we can use the Aboriginal flag mm. and and i know it had been used in the past mm. and it had our uh, in the middle of the, the, the yellow on the sand it said um from Cathy Freeman, and I didn't know who Cathy mm, Freeman was. Yes. And this was like probably um, five years ago. It wasn't yes. that long ago. Yeah. And I didn't yeah. want to put the flag without knowing who Cathy Freeman yes. was. And when I went to ask you, actually, um, he yeah. said, Oh, you don't know who Cathy Freeman is. <laughs> <laughs> of course, you were not born here. And yes. anyway, so. I I like, got interested in researching, mm. uh, you know, who Cathy Freeman was mm. and, um, you know, learning about mm. Aboriginal um, mm. history mm. Uh, and the importance of teaching this to children, mm. uh, the difference between Aboriginal country and welcome to country, mm. so really going into my own journey yeah. before, um, you know, trying to um, teach this to the children because it didn't feel I didn't feel comfortable enough mm-hmm. to share mm-hmm. anything mm-hmm. Uh, before, you know, mm-hmm. I started my own journey. Mm-hmm. So uh, at first, you know, it felt really, really overwhelming at first mm-hmm. because of so much information. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did have the reconciliation action plan for from, uh, from Nura, Nara Gunawali. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, we did lots of pds mm-hmm. um, you know it doesn't it takes a long long time. Mm-hmm. We always say that you know high quality takes a long mm-hmm. time. it's not mm-hmm. one course or one book that you can read yeah and okay, you're done you can go yeah um, but at the same time, you have to start at some point yeah uh, and one of the things that really me to think, okay uh, being in an environment that you know everyone respects the high quality and the work that we do yeah. because we know it's important mm. and thinking uh, why we want to do this Yes. and having these why's uh, really clear is mm. really really important and mm. um, uh, and then unpacking okay uh, what is it that is we wanted to teach children mm. first. Mm. Um, mm. So mm. yeah sort of like um, the first I think six months or the first year I was sort of like learning myself mm. and um, really going mm. deeply into what was important to me mm. uh, and trying you know trying like mm. small things mm. um, and mm. not trying to compare myself to other educators because mm. it's important obviously mm. having high expectations and and looking for mentors was really mm. is very important but mm. um Trying to understand that not everyone is in the same journey, yeah. and we need to slow down yeah. and really think deeply. Okay, I start with one thing. Sometimes yeah. it's better to do one thing and do it really, really well. Yes. Than trying to cover a million things and yes. then we don't do anything. Yes, <laughs> like, definitely. Um, well, yeah, um, yeah. at yeah. all. So, yeah. And I think that um, through conversations with you know with educational leaders and my mm-hmm. team mm-hmm. Uh, leaders. Really, you know, when you're struggling on something that really sort of like opened my mind and made me think, okay, now I need to slow down, focus mm. on one thing, mm. and um, mm. yeah, mm. and I guess you know, align, allowing the mistakes is also very important, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, because um, practice is not never perfect, yeah, and the environments are never perfect, and mm. sometimes, um, what really helped me to grow as a teacher, uh, and still. Uh, happens now is mm. um, putting myself as a learner, yeah, uh, and um, always trying to to, to approach things, mm. um, yeah, not like if I, I know all the topics, but yes. sort of
0: like the other way around, yeah, like learning with see, the children, exactly, learning yeah. with the children, yeah, 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 definitely, yeah, and I think you know when you talk about you know uh, doing all the research and you know taking a year. Or, you know, I would believe it's not just a year and you stop learning because you're continuously learning even now today. But, you know, I think that's also the most important thing because, you know, when we work towards reconciliation, we have to look at within ourselves and looking at our own cultural competence before we work towards something that you know, you really need to understand and unpacking that would requires a little bit of journey as well. So, you know, by you doing all the research, understanding the histories and, you know, the anti-bias lens that you have and and putting out there, what does that feel like for you? Was it perhaps, was it scary? Was it sort of it opens up your eyes in a different ways? And, you know, looking at perhaps legislations and political impacts of decision-making, what was that for you?
1: Yeah, um, I mean, like you say, it wasn't easy and it's mm. not easy. Yeah, the main thing is, you know, I didn't grow up in Australia. Mm. And I think that sometimes, uh, I guess, an, a negative impact. Mm. Uh, I mean, probably that's not the right word, but mm. but in some ways, sometimes it was uh, positive for me mm. not to be from Australia because I could put myself as a learner. Correct. And yeah. uh, allowing myself to make mistakes because yeah. I'm learning. Yes. Um, and I think putting... Obviously, uh, I, I have a great interest in, in, in mm. uh, social justice and, mm. you know, I have my own agenda, but um, we often have uh, conversations with our, uh, my, my own co-workers that try not to be, like, trying to be very careful not to push uh, political agendas uh, mm. with the children, mm. but mainly uh, trying to teach the children about mm. diverse Mm. classroom and uh, teaching about diversity mm. and um, empathy and respect and respect mm. for the uh, first nation people's land mm. yeah so sort of like it's the it's journey I guess. Yeah, yeah definitely yeah and, and,
0: and yeah and putting children with the journey i think is also really important because you know it doesn't become overwhelming and like you said like you know choosing one element rather than putting everything like I need to do this, I need to be mindful of, you know, so many other things and, you know, making changes to the room, making changes to your own practices can sometimes be overwhelming. And often I think that's where a lot of, you know, beginners teachers or educators um, find applying or Aboriginal perspective really difficult to apply in the classroom. And, you know, and often we, we find that it's a lot of like, yeah, I don't really want to take part in embedding the perspective in the classroom because i don't want to do the wrong thing and and i know that you've been to many pd's what's usually the advice around you know doing the wrong thing is there such a thing as wrong things
1: yeah that's a really good question i think one of the things that really um made me embrace this challenge was like um when i started reading articles in every australia Mm -hmm. and like so many you know uh, and, and attending PDs, Jessica mm. Sainz PDs are amazing and really mm-hmm. opened my eyes, you know, in, in different ways of um, how to embed Indigenous perspectives mm-hmm. and, you know, um, sort of like learning about our own uh, cultural competency. And, mm-hmm. and one of the things that made me really realise that there's no wrong things is mm-hmm. um, that we no longer have a choice in early childhood Australia. So, yep. I mean, the earlier framework states that we need to uh, embed Indigenous perspectives and. Yep we need to um, um, connect with Aboriginal uh, communities So, um, and I think that's one of the things that when I'm trying to coordinate the reconciliation action plan it wasn't just me telling people okay this is we need to do this because I'm really interested in and you know this is what everybody needs to be doing yes it's more like okay the framework requires to do this work and it needs to be done in a respectful way Mm. and to be able to do that we Mm. need first we need to learn ourselves and mm. go through this journey ourselves mm. before engaging um, the Aboriginal communities because yeah. we felt like, okay, we have different things in place in our centre. We have acknowledgement of country. We had, you know, uh, learn about the Aboriginal flag. We have all the, I mean, a few elements already in place. Yeah, and we had uh, educators that you know were really ahead of, <laughs> yes. you know, many other mm. uh, centres. But uh, not everybody was on board. So yes. one thing that we did was to look at our vision, what mm. we wanted to achieve, mm. why we wanted to embed the indigenous perspectives, mm-hmm. and um, look at our philosophy. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had, uh, you know, uh, the uh, sustainability is a great part of our center. Mm-hmm. Uh, nature of pedagogy is like a very big part of our center. So putting everything together. Mm. and It wasn't just adding one thing on top of our teaching or yes. our journey, it was also yes. like working with our own philosophy, and yes. working with our, our pedagogy. Yeah. Trying to engage all everyone on the same um, journey mm. was, uh, I guess, at first the most difficult part because mm. I, I felt like every time I would approach mm. an idea uh, not everybody will embrace it mm. uh, and then um, that's when I sort of like have to uh, step back and, and realize that not everybody is on the same journey and mm. and, and perhaps doesn't have this you know professional development that mm. other educators had. so mm. um, understanding that we're not at the same uh, stage of yeah. learning our journey yeah. so um, we have to Look at like one thing at a time, and one thing that we did is like okay, who's uh, we had an educator that was really interested in music, so perhaps that educator could start uh, embedding the Indigenous perspective through music. Mm-hmm. The other educator was interested in gardening, so embedding the uh, Indigenous perspective through gardening and bush um using a lot of books mm-hmm. uh, as provocations, mm-hmm. um, and whenever we had we we work a lot in projects mm. so whenever we had a project we will intentionally look ways of how to include an mm. Aboriginal perspective into mm. our project so sort of like it wasn't something that we needed to something separate it was something that it was yes. embedded yes. and uh, through our
0: uh, projects and i think that's a really good message because often people look at you know all right i've got to do something um, say it's night out and you know, leading up to it, you know, what it is that we need to do, let's set up, a, let's pull out the books, let's set up an experience, uh, knowledge and, you know, all the different perspectives around uh, Aboriginal um, understanding, uh, where else the best option in terms of, you know, getting children to understand and, and having it embedded into their everyday um, lives. I think it's it's what you said uh, around, you know, putting into music and looking at ways of how, you know, how is that linked to, you know, a you know, Aboriginal uh, perspective, you know, the outdoor curriculum. And, and these are the things that we do all the time. And there are many ways that we can do that. Um, and I think, you know, it's not about, you know, just being tokenistic. It's about uh, ensuring that we look at things and then find all the resources that we can that that support the extended learning around Aboriginal perspective. Mm. And I think it's also really important for the children to be able to see that, that it's not a separate a topic or subject, it's actually within their everyday lives essentially. So yeah.
1: Yeah, exactly. And, and back to the question that I think it wasn't really answered <laughs> that you said. oh. Being afraid of, of doing things uh, mm-hmm. wrong, and mm-hmm. I think um, we need to understand there's not one book or, or you know one pill mm-hmm. that will tell you all the right things that you know this is what you need to do yeah. and this is what you don't need to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it's trying to understand that you know making mistakes it's okay, but it's mm-hmm. also not having said that it's not like okay we just try it and. If it works, it works. You mm. also have to do a research. Yes. Uh, like if you like like with everything else. Mm. Like if you want to, let's say you're not comfortable with any, you don't know where to start. Uh, mm. You could start something that is the Aboriginal flag and that's something that we mm. do. And some people might see it as tokenistic, but it's mm. the way you teach about the Aboriginal flag mm. is what makes it, uh, I guess, tokenistic or not tokenistic. Yeah, uh, and I yeah. think sometimes we have to rem- remove the word tokenistic because mm. I hear that word a lot. It's like, mm. oh, I don't want to be tokenistic, so mm. I'm not going to do anything. Yes, just because I don't want to make a mistake. Yes, it's almost and like an excuse, it's isn't it? Almost mm. a, like an excuse. Mm. It's like I don't know what to do. Mm. There's too many protocols. So yes, sometimes it's like okay, I don't know where to start. And that's something that I did. I'm not saying that everybody needs to do this, but mm. um, that worked for me. Uh, I sort of like the children were interested in the colors of the Aboriginal flag mm-hmm. and we unpacked the colors, the colors, what the colors meant and um, we focused on that, we had the Aboriginal flag of Cathy Free, uh, with the, Cathy, the mm-hmm. name of the Cathy Freeman, so we mm-hmm. researched about Cathy Freeman uh, with our team mm-hmm. and um, we didn't see it as something that is tokenistic because we had a, a, a meaning, we had mm-hmm. an intention. Mm-hmm. The intention was that um, you know we learn about the aboriginal flag we learn about the meaning mm. and the aboriginal flag is so important for aboriginal people so um that's something that we started doing and then from there once we were comfortable with that and the children were familiar and we sort of like saw that interest mm. uh we reached local uh, businesses like um and uh for another week, we, we did this uh, walk, the free the flag campaign mm-hmm. walk, uh, and that was uh, our way to again giving back to community, um, supporting local business, businesses because sometimes it's not always possible to connect with local communities. It's not easy for all the you know um, early centers to mm-hmm. to seek advice and mm-hmm. and connect with uh, a local community, a local Aboriginal community. Uh, so that takes time. So yeah. sometimes it's like to look at okay, what things we could do that are now in you know achievable, like having short-term goals, and then once we achieve that, then we can go and have a long-term goal. So for us, it was more like okay, we can engage with uh, local communities or, or, or local businesses, mm-hmm. support um, you know um, a buying. I guess ethical materials yes. with Aboriginal businesses instead of buying things from um, huge uh, supermarkets, Yes. Uh, we don't want to name anyone, yes. <laughs> but yep. you know that we, we know that we're always trying to find prices that are affordable because we yes. struggle with uh, yes. budgets, but sometimes yes. it's better to have one mm. um, quality game or one quality book that is sourced in an ethical way and supports Aboriginal business but rather than buying ten books from a you know major local store and you're not giving anything back. So sometimes yep. we, we said, Oh, you know, we don't have an elder so we can really engage. We can, you know, start with a wrap. But there's so many things that we can start that we have access. There are books that are written mm. from you know Aboriginal uh, authors and like um I'll say things uh, uh, prints that are from our Aboriginal artists that we can use if they are purchased in an ethical way, yeah, and they can be used as provocations. Mm-hmm. And then we are work, you know, we we when we are comfortable working with that, then we yeah. can, I guess, go and uh, or invite elders or invite local Aboriginal um, communities in Center and we mm-hmm. can ask the right questions because I was thinking, yes, we don't have. I guess that connection with we have incursions and we have excursions and we have a connection to country when we have the bushkin and we have we do a, a lot of things that are uh, positive in our know, practice yeah. but uh, it's not perfect yes. and um, sometimes it's looking okay what can I do that I can do it now and yeah. then that will help me to take the next next step like start from small things yeah yeah Yeah, definitely yeah Yeah. it can be very very overwhelming yes and even now like after this big journey that we have Mm. uh that took like two two or three years Mm. i i wonder sometimes if you know when i hear the acknowledgement of country uh are we overdoing it are we like i think uh, reflecting Mm. constantly is something that helps us grow yes because um What's the meaning of doing the country every day if you don't know what you're doing? Yes. Uh, do we have to do it every day? Yes. So it's always a concept of, um, you know, reflecting on the practices. So, it's so important. And that's yeah. what I thought of, like, okay, I'm going to remove the word up and talking instead. But I really focus on reflecting on why we're doing, uh, you know, a specific experience with the children and,
0: and then trying to uh, extend on that.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, really help me with my
0: journey. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, and I think your you know constant reflection around your own practices that you know even though that you are uh, doing really strongly and you know you put a lot of thought and efforts into it, you're still doing those reflections. I think that's really really important. And I think it's important in anything that you do as a teacher as well, uh, be it a reconciliation action plan or you know your broader perspective into practices. But I think as a teacher as a whole that constant you know, ability to have a mirror in front of you, really rethink about what it is that you do. Is this part of my values? Is this the journey that I want to take on? Uh, and what's the next step? How can I do better and improve better? I think that's really important. Um, and perhaps maybe, you know, and I know that you've talked a little bit about all the things that you've learned from this journey. But with the children, what is the one thing that you can remember now throughout this journey of, you know, perhaps four or five years of building towards um, your uh, understanding um, around, you know, about your perspective and embedding them? What is the one thing that you've learned from the children?
1: Um, I guess I, ha- I have learned from the children that we
0: need to be curious ourselves.
1: And I yeah. think um, we often, you know, say that we want children to be, you know, um, uh, open learners, curious, empathetic, and I think that all apply to to us as well. So putting uh, learning from the children is very important for me. And mm-hmm. uh, listening to what the children are saying. Um, for example, when learning about embed- embedding indigenous perspectives, uh, while having conversations with the children, and sometimes I realize, okay, some of the things that we were doing uh, were uh, the traditional ways of doing. So constantly thinking about, okay, we need to find different approaches uh, because that's not what the children are taking. Mm-hmm. sort of like sometimes it takes a different uh, mm-hmm. direction. Mm-hmm. Uh, an example of this, and, and, and sometimes, like I guess I'm not afraid to be politically incorrect, but mm-hmm. uh, I'm hoping not to uh, offend anyone, but some of the things that we notice is like um, you know, since the children take their shoes off and mm-hmm. they were running around and mm-hmm. At some point one uh, child said oh i i am a, I'm an aboriginal because i have no mm. shoes so sort of like oh you know um that's not okay that mm-hmm. someone is saying that mm-hmm. uh, so we sort of like um learning from the children okay what are the children taking from mm-hmm. from what we're you know, mm-hmm. trying to teach mm-hmm. and so rethinking our practice again and, and, and trying to uh incorporate a, a contemporary uh, oh. approach into these, like not Aboriginal people you know Aboriginal people have shoes and they, you know they have, yes. clothes and so sometimes we have to listen to what the children are saying mm-hmm. and then again reflect and change our practice because yeah. um you know that's where I, the main objective is that we we want to you know teach children uh being empathetic and, and, and yes. understanding and respectful yes. and, and and gain this knowledge so when they grow you know older they can uh I guess um, make the changes that we need to yeah. Uh, yeah. have in yeah. order to have a um, reconcil- like reconciliation in Australia. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. uh, uh, it's yeah. something that is not going to happen. I mean, it would take a long time. Yes. Uh, uh, but yeah. we have to look at it. Okay, what can we do with the children now yes. that will shape their thinking in, in a few years? Yes children grow up to be, um, yes. you know, a responsible citizen yes. and uh, yeah. vote, And then yes. voting is so important. Yes. That we, we take it for granted. But in yes. many countries, um, you know, democracy is is not something that happens in every country. So yeah. taking the responsibility to to have uh, informed citizens, citizens, yes. citizens uh, is, is something that is something that we need to. Um, yeah. Take into account. I Our work is really, really important, um, mm. and I think um, that's one of the things that sometimes I struggle. When I hear, <laughs> you yeah. know, okay, um, and stress, or mm. you know, a fun way why we are doing this, why are we working in this project profession? Is it because it's you know easy to take a course? Is it because oh. to do? If, if those are the answers, maybe this is not the profession for you. Mm. This is profession is. You know we're working with children it's very very important and um, we need to have a good reason to to be in this profession because otherwise it's very easy to get um yeah. overwhelmed and and yeah. not enjoying to come
0: to work so yeah. Yeah. yeah, I agree. And, you know, just talking about what you said about the importance of, you know, teaching and embedding Aboriginal perspective now um, is so important for our, you know, young children. It's because, you know, if you don't start now, then when are not going to start, you know, yeah. and it's that we are at the core foundation. This is a pivotal point to expose. And you know, give children as much of knowledge and and understanding around the land that they live on uh, because their you know thinking around it is going to be shaped uh, throughout their journey, and these are you know, really, really important if we want to work towards reconciliation, um, that we start from the very beginning, from this young children's mind. And, you know, just thinking about that child, you know, not wearing shoes and, you know, linking that into, you know, yes, this is me being an Aboriginal. What a great opportunity, as much as it is, you know, quite um, uncomfortable, mm-hmm. uh, but it's such a raw, honest feedback from children, yes. uh, and a great opportunity to actually just show. Actually, no, we've got so many, you know, amazing, you know, uh, people, mm-hmm. people, and they are Aboriginal and they look exactly like us um, yeah. with different color skin tone. Um, and it's such a great opportunity to teach you in that as well mm-hmm. so um, and it becomes more meaningful because yeah. that's coming from them as well yeah. I think that's also important to look at
1: yeah exactly and I think that's uh, exactly right like um sometimes it's not what we do and I think I heard this a million times, but it makes so much sense now that uh, sometimes it's the things that we don't do mm. that really are the ones that we have to focus on and this yeah. we'll go with you know um yeah talking about when you hear something about um a negative comment from a child and, you know, yeah, sometimes yeah, it's yeah. uncomfortable. So, you know, unpacking the, what it means and, and what it's okay to say and what's not okay and, and mm. who is included in this and who is not included. Yes. Uh, and I think um, sometimes we said, oh, you know, we could easily just like, funny when mm-hmm. someone say, you know, yes. makes a comment but it's actually, okay, who is actually uh, not included and who is, you know, being, um, I guess, uh, Impacts with those comments yes, uh, sure when right. someone you know things like you know when you're playing in the dramatic play area and someone is excluding someone uh, you know because if it's a girl or because it's a boy or you're a boy you know because the different color skin or it could be anything it's easy for us to like, you know, continue with our busy uh, schedule and but noticing those um, I guess things are really really important in our work Yes. Noticing not just that child that uh, is extroverted, but mm-hmm. also the children that are quiet, <laughs> I guess, and um, are feeling excluded sometimes, yes. because um, that's one of the main uh, things that we have in our profession. Sometimes we don't notice all the children, yeah. so noticing all the children and not noticing the, the comments and the conversations that the children have yes. with each other. So uh, it's really, really important to shape their thinking and yeah. to shape our own thinking as well. Of yeah. What the things that we have to intentionally be introducing in the program to make a you know, more diverse uh, yeah. classroom and acceptable and. Yeah, you know those yeah. those things are really really
0: important. Yeah, I think that also you know I think it's really important to remember those principles that you mentioned around um, uh, recognition of children, um, you know, in all um, you know diverse background. And I think it's not really about you know abortion perspective here. It's about you know uh, whatever culture it may be. You know, Australia is such a beautiful country. We have diverse culture. How do we incorporate you know these beliefs and this perspective? Uh, into, you know, recognition into their children's life um, because these are the people that we're going to be working with and we want children to have that, you know, uh, understanding and, you know, ability to have that um, reflective practice around their own cultural competence. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's, it's, uh, it's definitely a beginning to start with, yeah, definitely. Um, we are, towards the very, very end, so I have one last question to ask you, you know, one advice that you would tell yourself, you know, beginning of this journey of, you know, learning and understanding of approach and perspective and, you know, implementing, embedding, uh, and also studying the rap. What would you tell yourself back five years ago? What would you tell you five years ago, Rosanna, when you started off, what would that be?
1: Don't be afraid to start
0: and take
1: every opportunity because this is I mean, all this this is a long journey and there's no one thing that will prepare you to do this. There's the the journey of many, many, many things and experiences. So yep. trying to get as uh, many experiences, professional development and Trying to be uh, with in network meetings that really help you to shape your thinking uh, and start with uh, an achievable goal. Uh, start small, mm. take it slow, and um, understand that you know mistakes makes you grow. And um, allowing those mistakes to happen, reflect on those, uh, I guess, challenges, and uh, just keep. Keep growing and keep uh, challenging
0: yourself. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, you know, also reaching out to plenty of resources out there and community out there as well. You mentioned Jessica Steins. um, She's, uh, you know, uh, a co-founder of Curriculum, and she's got podcasts and she's got plenty of resources, and her website has amazing, you know, uh, resources as well. Um, Is there another resources that you would recommend people to look at?
1: Um, yeah, I mean, you mentioned Jessica Staines and uh, being part of the uh, Curriculum Educator Community. She mm-hmm. has a face, uh, Facebook page, and I think um, being a, that really will connect you with um, other centers, what other centers are doing, and is a A very um, respectful community, Uh, no one's going to judge judge what you're doing, but it's sort of like sharing your ideas Mm. and um, your knowledge, and then, yeah, it really helps. Uh, Social Justice in Our Childhood is another community Facebook page that really sort of like helps you with ideas and shape you about your your thinking, Mm. Um, also part of the um, reconciliation network with um, with Casey Whitman, I really maybe look reaching to your own yeah, network mm-hmm. meetings to mm-hmm. share ideas, feel some clarity. Um So reaching out to other other senses and you know it's really it's really important as well.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think I saw do one of them possum skin Pedagogy by Sue Atkinson. Yes, yeah, it's an amazing amazing resources. Yeah, yes. uh, and you know I feel good one to start off with yes, for yes. you know. Um, uh, in terms of applying an uh, aboriginal perspective into class three, yeah,
1: great resource to have. The um, uh, Possum collaborative. Pedagogy uh, it was made for Victoria and um, it's free access and it has all the protocols about you know when to use opera, when uh, to use uh, different perspectives in a respectful way for, for educators that uh, are non aboriginal. So, I think. I mean, Having uh, a look at that and help out there.
0: Yeah, definitely. Well, thank you so much for sharing your journey and your knowledge and your expertise around uh, a broader perspective, but also uh, your journey around working towards RAP. And I think it's so important for people to listen, especially, you know, you're not from Australia and you're coming in here and learning and it's that journey that's really, really important that you've undertaken. But, you know, it's not just yourself that you have shared. I have really enjoyed listening to your perspective and listening to you uh, reflecting towards your work and really just unpacking and, 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 you know, your comfort around your honest truth as well i think it's so important um you know just talking about you know what you said around in our acknowledgement to country are we doing too many you know is that is that necessary is that too much are we overdoing it you know even that simple thinking around it it's it's pretty much a reflection of what you do every day as a teacher and it's such an amazing trait to have um but thank you so much for sharing. And obviously, I've got a new one that you know, I want to share as well. Yes. So. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. It's
1: been really a pleasure having this chat with you. And yep. um, yeah, hopefully, to chat another time. Thank yep. you. No worries.